All right. We're here for the first episode of our new podcast, Radio 11. My name is Trey, joined by my co-host. Aiden. We'll be discussing today the book, Station 11. More particularly, how the character of the prophet relates to the critical lens of archetype. Yeah, and the critical lens of archetype is when objects or people are seen in different books, um, but they're shown in the same light. So things like trees, they're always kind of being the givers of life and stuff like that. Yeah. And let's start by looking at how Miss Assembly Jill, the author of the book, introduces the character of the prophet. We see him in St. Deborah for the first time. Kirsten comes in there. And I thought that scene was very ominous to me. Yeah, it's extremely ominous. There's things boarded up constantly. It, I mean, a couple years go by and everything is different, completely different. It, everything changed. Yeah, even the people, how they are reacting. Like that one woman that Kirsten meets and how that little girl is at the end being all like scared a little bit, but also I don't know, conforming into the idea of the prophet's rule. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting to see. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly he took over yeah. the town and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me almost of like some other movies where there's like this one like dark figure that like the heroes have to fight at the end and it's like they have all the power or something. Like kind of like almost Emperor Palpatine, I'm thinking to my head. Yeah, where they, they he he just immediately takes control. 100%. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine is like exactly like that. Yeah. Where just almost immediately he has all control and is completely evil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the best way to see how this character, the prophet, became so ominous is to look at his history. And Miss Mendel introduces that in the section called the airport. In that section, we see how him and a bunch of other survivors are impacted by being trapped in an airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tyler in particular was abandoned because his uh, father uh, divorced his divorced his mother yeah. and then never spoke to him. He just left him and then kind of... For years. Until yeah. that... At the end of the book, there's a one scene where he does call, um, he, he does call Tyler. That's his son's name, Tyler, the prophet, aka. And when when he calls him, he almost is like apologetic in a way, but also is trying to like yearn for more to come, which, as we know, never comes. Yeah. Yeah, his his death kind of causes a little bit of problems. <laughs> But then I feel like those problems are made worse by Clark, who almost becomes a new father figure to him at the airport. As we yeah. see, Elizabeth is almost a train wreck when mm-hmm. we first meet them. Like, she's spitting gospels all around and trying to figure out what this means. Mm-hmm. But Clark is kind of like the calm head leadership figure type. Yeah, but even then, Clark doesn't really help Tyler or Elizabeth mm. fix their path because they're going down a really deep religious path. Yeah. But it's not healthy. It's not really. Um, how should I put this? Uh, Nurturing, maybe. Yeah. And this leads to Tyler turning to both the gospel and the book he received, Station Eleven, which is the comic written by his dad's ex-wife, Miranda. And this comic relates to Tyler a lot because he sees himself as Dr. Eleven in the comic. And he sees Dr. Eleven's 
pathway almost as teachings he could bear on to other people in the future. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how he relates um the book the comic book to to the gospel. It's um definitely a dangerous yeah. view because because he takes the words literally and mm. like he he uses them as his ways to control and dominate over others mm. later on which is kind of interesting considering in his own life at the airport particularly he was never really controlled that much Mm-mm. he had a lot of freedom at the airport definitely yeah which which actually makes me think that that's why he became that cuz he had so much freedom that he realized maybe i don't know that it's not really necessary to have that much freedom and yeah or maybe he just had the ability to uh gain power because he had so much freedom he had so much time to think and something yeah. like that i don't know and that freedom as we call it could also be more of like abandonment i feel like cuz the way clark almost just doesn't even care about him at all he never really talks to him doesn't really mm-hmm. like help him with any of like this new life they're facing he just goes to his own world with the museum and it's it's i think it's a bad thing which leads arthur to want to have become that parental figure almost to his his followers but in a darker way than what most yeah. would say a little bit more controlling <laughs> yeah. as he's taking people and making them his wives but yeah that's <laughs> let's talk about how like his actions relate to other texts like like him being a, a kidnapper and, and him like having this co-following like I'm thinking more to like real life scenarios than even fiction. Yeah, but but there's one character that really stands out to that and it's the Joker. Completely mm-hmm. like insane, had kind of a rough tri- like the Joker definitely had a rough yeah, childhood. Yeah, yeah. But Tyler also kind of had a rough childhood. Didn't yeah. re- wasn't really loved. And it's then- more like the abuse on Joker's side is more physical. Um, Tyler's is more mental, mm-hmm. but it all leads on the same pathway. Yeah, it's it, still it's still abuse. They, <laughs> they they both lead him to being like super crazy, and not uh, not not a good person. <laughs> I know, like the the way even even Ty, Tyler's like how he he treats himself in in Saint Deborah. Like whenever the play happens and it ends, he stands up and everybody stops and just like looks at him bows him or something like that like it felt like he was in full control and it it just makes me feel like yeah it's not really on that same line of them standing up and like stopping Mm. what they're doing yeah it's kind of similar to what stalin did where he had everybody Uh, continue to clap even though like it would go on for i i think it was like hours controlled people into doing that or else they'd be executed it's It's like the the submission of the mass to the one is like it it affects people's minds in a ways that can't even like understand Mm -hmm. it's just you have to do it when because if you don't do it then everybody else keeps doing it you're the outlier you're in trouble and that's how he's able to take over yeah no it's he's interesting but even though he dies in the ending, I don't know <laughs> that, that ending, if it's all that good. That, that entire ending scene, I feel like, definitely could have been fixed a bunch of ways. Yeah, it just it has so much buildup. Yeah. And it's so climactic and it's strong, but then it feels like it was just stopped. 
Like, it's it like just stopped at Numerous one. chapters. We, we have, like, almost like the Prophet's gang tailing behind the, the symphony as they're trying to all get to the airport. Then when they finally meet up halfway through, it's like, you think it's going to be this climactic event. Like, there's going to be people fighting or something. Maybe they meet at the airport and there's, like, a battle. Like, almost like a movie. But no, it's just it's just him and like threatening what he thinks is there, which Kirsten is hiding in the bushes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really knew if she was there or not. I think he was just bluffing, no. and she bought into it as we saw. Yep. And the 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 way he died was his follower, this, this young boy, had shot him in the head after I guess being tired of all this control. Mm-hmm. Then eventually shot himself right after, which was interesting. I feel like. Yeah, it, that's a definitely interesting thing, and it's definitely, I don't know, I feel like it's shown in other books, too, but I don't know exactly what, where you, their follower becomes, like, a good guy. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, I think the ending's also interesting in that most of the symphony knew how to fight, mm-hmm. and I feel like the cult followers definitely could have known how to fight. And yeah. It feels like it's kind of off to just they just kind of don't fight. It, yeah. It, it feels like they need to. Like, there's, there's like a... We know that um, Saeed and Dieter, they get kidnapped off screen. It's like, why didn't we see that? Why did it have mm-hmm. to be left for our imaginations? Yeah. Like, Dieter's death. How did that happen? What made it happen? Like, and also, how did they just... There was no struggle at all. Yeah. That, like, that, we, that I think, is good, like, suspense, and it makes it good, but, like... Not knowing at all is it kind of kind of was uh, yeah. a little bit draining once nothing was revealed. But like and then she gives context of how he likes what like youth people like ones bef- born before the sorry after the pandemic. So these the, these are children almost these are teenagers mm-hmm. and young adults like they like how are they able to overpower Dieter? I don't I don't understand I, yeah. that. I I don't know because it's it's a, it, it's an interesting. But just how how it ends in such an anticlimactic way, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things aren't really resolved either. Yeah, like I mean, like Tyler's mentality, mor- morality of it. Like he, we, we don't really see him make like an arc. It's more like a he starts here, he ends here, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like the, his problems aren't fixed or solved or concluded. Yeah, yeah and I kind of I I mean it's. It's nice to, you know, sometimes when it's the bad guy is just, just defeated, mm-hmm. there's nothing to it. But I feel like Tyler being such a, you kind of, an, he's more of a unique character in, yeah. in how he acts at the beginning. That I feel like he definitely could have um, fixed, like, fixed himself and been like, maybe this isn't wrong or mm-hmm. right. And I don't know, it, we just don't see it. That's true, that's true. Well, final thoughts on this topic. I I really do like the the, the potential of this story. I, I should say, like I I watched parts of the HBO TV show on this same story, and I feel they do a much better version of this with Tyler being like he's not more ominous, more so. He you can tell where why he does the things he does. Like he has that, that he looks at the issues in the airport with Clark. Then he takes these children and from homes where they're not even like loved or cared for because mm-hmm. it's the apocalypse, you know. Yeah, he's and got he's got more reason to it. 
Yeah, exactly. I think if Mendel expanded on that, that would have been a better story yeah, to maybe tell. Maybe a bit more reasoning between it and why he did stuff might help because he does kind of just randomly do it. I just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Tune in next week for our second episode, Radio 11. We're discussing Kirsten.